Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Blacked. It is your host, your favorite host, uh, Marley Berry. And your other host, Monet Cook. And we are back with another episode, uh, another interview episode. And today we have Miss Armani joining us. She is a fellow Howard freshman. And so we just decided we're going to start this episode off with our Howard intros because that's how we do it here. So Armani, do you want to go first? Of course. Hi, guys. My name is Armani Najee Washington. I'm a freshman media broadcasting major from Chicago, Illinois, one of the best cities out there. (laughs) And my pronouns are see her. Beautiful. Marleyana, you want to go? Okay, um, my name Marley, obviously. Um, I'm a bio major, freshman at Howard, class of 24. Um, I'm going to be playing college soccer if we ever get there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's about it. What are your pronouns? Oh, and she, her. <laughs> I like always forget something, <laughs> like anytime. Okay, um, Y'all know my name is Monet Cook. I am also a freshman biology major at Howard University um, from Sacramento, California. And my pronouns are also she, her. Oh yeah, I'm from Sac too. You said that. No, I didn't. It's It's no biggie, perfectly fine. All right. So um, today's episode, we just kind of wanted to talk about, oh, I lied, actually. Yeah, she lied. Before we do that, before we hop into that, um, let's just kind of talk about why we chose Howard. I feel like everyone kind of has the same reasons, but also has completely different reasons. So we just wanted to start with that today. So, Monet, why don't you go first? Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, I was one of those crazy people who applied to, I think I applied to 33 schools. Um, So a lot of applications, a lot of choices. Um, and when it came down to it, I think I was just kind of at a point in my life where I, I, like, I knew I could not mentally handle another four years of being surrounded by ignorant, rich, white people. Um, I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. Um, and choosing Howard was such a hard choice because all through high school, like, I had worked so hard so I could get into these, like, top tier schools. I applied to UCLA. I did not apply to UCLA. I applied to USC, a whole bunch of UCs, all that sort of stuff. And like, I had spent the last four years working towards getting into those schools. So when I got into most of them and coming down to it and being like, I don't know if I want to go here anymore. It felt like such a waste. I was like, I worked my ass off for literally, like, it just wasn't what I needed to do looking back at it. Um, And so I sat down with my mom and I was like, I want to go to Howard and I know it will be hard. And I know Howard's going to give me the runaround with financial aid and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But I just felt like it was going to be worth it at the end of the day because I was going to be around like-minded individuals who like, I wasn't going to be the one black girl in my bio classes or the one black girl in my math classes. And I didn't, I wasn't the one like smart for a black girl. I was just smart. I was just good at this or good at that. And that's what I wanted. And yeah, so I chose Howard. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I chose Howard because, I mean, not just because of how, like, how, you know, the alumni and how amazing it is, mm-hmm. but I knew that Howard would give me the skills to be my best self in the future, not just, you know, academically, but just like my personality wise, because I knew even 
before I even chose Howard, but when I got accepted, like, I feel like I changed as a person. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I got accepted into the Howard University. And so it was like a part of me just wanted to go there so I can be able to better myself. But then another part was I wanted to be surrounded by like-minded Black people because I did go to a PWI for high school and that was a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not want to go through that journey again. Yeah. And so I did the same exact thing. I worked my butt off to go into these PWIs. I got in and then at the last minute I was like oh, I don't want to really go there like I really <laughs> only I applied to like 50 schools but I only cared about Spelman and Howard and so you know when I got in I was like you know what I feel like I definitely have a connection with Howard I can definitely better myself at the university and become one of those notable alumni so yeah I feel like that's the reason I chose Howard Beautiful, beautiful. And I guess I'm next. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I played soccer throughout like my whole life. And um, I was always looking for a school to go to because I want to play soccer in college. And I actually had never thought about Howard, even though like, like uh, my parents went there um, for like grad and undergrad. And then like a bunch of people in my family went there because, you know, they're like educated and they're black and there's no one else, nowhere else you could go back then. You know what I mean? But I never thought about it. I don't know why. But um, my brother actually went there. And so we went to Accepted Students Day uh, to see if he wanted to go or whatever. And they had like the band playing and they had everyone like doing stuff. And uh, we were looking into like the different programs. And I just went for, uh, I don't know. I literally have no clue why I went because I don't (laughs) want to be home alone. I don't know. I just went like free trip to DC. Yes, I'll take it. And then I was like, wait. I actually kind of like this place. It's kind of cool. Like it felt as cheesy as it is. It kind of felt like a home. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And it wasn't because like I wanted to be around like a bunch of black people, even though I do like, why wouldn't you? Um, Not like I wanted to get away from like PWIs or whatever. I just like really liked the school and like the biology program is good. They have a med school, which is what I want to do. And like, why not like why would I not surround myself around people who are like me like why do I have to keep going through this life where I have to like find two friends that aren't racist you know what I mean like why would I do that and then I just reached out to the coach and it was all good and yeah and now we're going kind of period yeah okay other than that you know this episode is just gonna be us talking three black women about what it's like to be black women in America in the world right now yeah um well first I think we should talk about just in general like what it is like to be black women in society and how we are constantly placed in this mold how we are constantly Stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> stereotypes. How we have to be the butt of the joke all the time. How we are always like the last group you want to help. I don't know. Even though we are the ones helping every group, I feel like we're always like the engine behind everything. Every like thing, especially like the election and stuff. Like. Black women, like, we're the reason that we don't have to be with a president that hates every group besides white rich men. Yeah. Especially the rich, especially the white. (laughs) Like, we're the reason. Like, Black men, like, they didn't, like, vote 
that much. Like it was they voted for Trump more this year than they did four years ago. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. It really Whoa. is. Like mm-hmm. no, yeah, isn't that crazy? I did not know that. Yeah, when they did all the polls, I think like the week of the election, they showed like how each group um, voted. voted in regards to 2016. Black men voted for Trump more this time than they did last time. And it was by like five or ten percent too. I was like, you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm even gonna so waste energy talking about them today. Literally so um, But yeah, I just think, especially with this election season, um, I think the country, if not the world, saw how black women, how powerful we are, to say the very least. Stacey Abrams. I mean, like the first female vice president of the United States is black. She went to Howard. She's an AKA. There's, I, if that isn't the biggest slap in the face to Donald Trump, I literally do not know what is because it's like, how, how did we pull that off? I do not know. I just think it it really is crazy. Even Miss Abby Phillips, who's on CNN. That's my girl. That's my girl. I loved her the entire election season because she wasn't like biased. She said what was exactly said. Like she didn't, she didn't really show her side, even though you can really like, like you could tell which like mm-hmm. the side she was on, but she didn't really like enforce it into her words. Like she was just saying how it was and yeah. how mm-hmm. those states were, how they were actually running their election. And to even know that she has her own show now, like she's getting her own show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I saw that. So excited. Okay, period. Yeah, but yeah, black women during this whole election season was crazy. Honestly, through the whole year, mm-hmm. if you want to be honest, like all of 2020, it was it was really like black women, like it was our year to like shine. Mm-hmm. As it should be. <laughs> Long overdue. It should be every year. <laughs> no, literally. Long overdue. Okay. Um, why don't we talk about like uh like body image? in like Ooh. black women and how that feeds into our culture and society oh my god <laughs> I, man i have dealt with body everything you can yeah. think of since i started realizing i had a body mm-hmm. um, even beforehand because you know you're as a young black girl you're still being looked at as like you're being you know braided or Mm -hmm. how do you look or is this too grown for you and stuff especially as a child and it's so weird coming from adults and I would definitely say as a dark-skinned black woman I do feel I'm attacked more for body imaging rather than someone that is of lighter shades because you know black women have to look a certain way in order to be like considered beautiful or you know in the era of pretty and so I know like body image you know they want the tiny waist the big hips the big butt and the Mm -hmm. big breast and everything and I feel like some people don't realize how bodies work how weight distribution works (laughs) and so you know just body imaging and even how like sometimes you can even say like oh I have a tiny waist or a big butt but if it doesn't look a certain way, if you don't have yeah. goals like this, it's just so odd. Like there's definitely mm-hmm. like levels to certain how things should look. Yeah. And it's so sickening that women's bodies are being like constantly compared to from men mm-hmm. who don't have women bodies or like mm-hmm. women are changing their bodies to appease men mm-hmm. who don't have women bodies. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I would definitely say that it's, it's disgusting if you want to be honest, but I'm liking how like more women are being encouraged to have natural bodies and love their own bodies. Like my girl Lizzo, 
Love her. Just gonna talk about her. Mm-hmm. Love her. <laughs> yeah. No, she does what she does. She does it proudly. She does it eccentrically. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter what anyone says because she's confident in herself. She's happy yeah. with herself, and she just keeps. She's breaking history. She's all over the music charts, everywhere, everything. And I just feel like she's kind of what we needed right now. Cause I feel like so often black women are expected, like when you think of black women, especially in like Hollywood and mainstream media, you think Zendaya or, you know what I mean? You think lighter skin, loose curly hair, perfect figure. And if not perfect figure, then super skinny. You know what I mean? And it's like the beauty standard is already so unrealistic, but the black beauty standard I feel like is almost five times worse Yeah. because for white women, it's like, I feel like they always talk about like, this sounds Hitlerish, but like blonde hair, you know what I mean? Like, cause it is Hitlerish. <laughs> that's why it sounds Hitlerish. Cause that's what well, it, it is. It was a tweet. It was a tweet on Twitter and it was like, wow, men will love any type of body image or how any girl looks if she's not black. But if she's black, she has to look a certain exact way. Yeah. I was like you ain't never spitting the truth. Cause I mean, wait, wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you are never lying. There we go. I was mm-hmm. like, cause it truly is real. Like, you can see, I'm not to just go on D1 players because some of them are amazing people. But if you like think about it, like if they are just, you know, not black. white, Hispanic, not dark skinned black woman, then not they can look any skin. type of way. But a dark skinned black woman has to have the certain type of criteria. And that perfect, is so perfect hair, perfect nails, perfect lashes, perfect lips, perfect body, perfect clothing, everything. And it's yeah. like, unless you're paying for all this. where you think that's coming from and the thing was that with like the body image like the body beauty standard now is 20 years ago it was so different you know what I mean I feel like people like um the Kardashians uh kind of changed it a little bit or at least fed into the change and made it more wide stream by paying for everything Mm -hmm. and when our features uh, traditionally our features not everyone, but you know when our features are on white women or light-skinned women or white passing women it's so much more beautiful oh, exotic what are these what are these kylie jenner lips mm-hmm. so her lips are attributed <laughs> to kylie jenner who right. paid like what who can take them out like how does that make any sense why do bodies like go through trends like a body is not a trend. It shouldn't be passing. It shouldn't be like, oh, one season skinny's really in. Like everyone mm-hmm. needs to be skinny. And then the other season, like we're like there's we need to be bigger. We need to have huge hips. We need to do this and that, like when we can't just live. Change. And I mean it's <laughs> terrible for every race, because you know, but obviously, especially black women, like especially it starts like young. Like when we were kids, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys felt it like the dress code don't oh, start God. i had this one friend andrea and she she's a curvy little girl she's beautiful and she wears some, one thing she wears leggings and then these white girls skinny girls wearing leggings who gets dress coded only the girl with a, a butt like make yeah. it make sense like people shouldn't be like the clothes that they wear 
No, we're going. Keep going. The clothes <laughs> that they wear on their body, if they're the same, they shouldn't be treated differently. Mm-hmm. One shouldn't be a slut or a whore because she's wearing a tank top mm-hmm. because she's That's not right. wearing a bra. Like those two things don't make any sense. Yeah. I also just don't like with the beauty standard well, with bodies how they're trying to push these like tummy tees working out mm-hmm. and all that changes your body in like an instant. And I was like, hun, that's not how bodies work, especially like how your body takes and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just hate that like if you do this, you're you're instantly gonna look like an insta baddie. Like you don't need to have this body in order to be an insta baddie. Cause right. I've seen girls of all shapes and sizes who mm-hmm. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. insta baddies like through and through. Mm-hmm. And just also like with that, it's so sickening how some things. So like I I've noticed this like with stretch marks how on a black girl like if she has lighter stretch marks then it's concerned like mom (laughs) 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 so like how a girl with lighter stretch marks are you know considered oh tiger is beautiful but if you have these darker stretch marks then it's like "Mm, i'm not really into that but like you can't change it's like the same thing Yeah. yeah 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 i think another thing that's crazy on the topic of like trends I saw this thing on TikTok the other day and it was this, I don't know if it was certain sound or what it was, um, but a whole bunch of these like TikTok girls, they were doing um, this trend and they would like show themselves like with like <gasps> rolls or you know what I mean? Like their body like a natural or they'd like slump oh, over and girls. force it to like force themselves to have rolls or force themselves to have a stomach. And then they could just stand up straight and they'd be like perfect body. And I was like, and this other girl duetted it. And she was like, you guys realize you're literally defeating the whole purpose because you're saying, oh, I can slouch over and have roles like everyone else, but when I stand normally, I'm perfect. Like, that's not how bodies work. Like, most people can't just somehow get rid of all their fat when they stand up. Like, yeah. And so for you to push that narrative that, like, both are perfect, but you can make yourself have the perfect body, like, I think that's so weird, and it's so anti-pro-body, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, most I was watching those videos. I was watching those videos and I'm like, girl, what are you trying to come across? Like, are you trying to tell us that you have a good body? Because you could just if you want to do like, that, just say it. Yeah. Man. Still hype you up. The video but I saw. If anything, it made people feel worse because I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> are you saying, no, I saw Alyssa Violet do it and she was like slouching over and like just literally had a stomach. And like, that just makes no sense. She's one of the skinniest people. Like, no hate, obviously, mm-hmm. but you are skinny, you are the beauty standard, you are nice, you are blonde, like, this body positivity movement, obviously for all bodies, but not the beauty <laughs> standard already, like, right. come on, like, like we CNMA, don't, I keep seeing her do it, I'm yeah. like, hey, you look amazing, and I love you, and good for you, but you're, you're missing it, you're missing the point here, <laughs> Touch you're missing it, it's going straight <laughs> over their heads, and I just want someone to sit them down and be like, hey, you're being counterproductive yeah because that part I think Sienna is good because like she's like a like medium whatever size or people can like look at her I don't like when she like sticks out her stomach or mm-hmm. whatever because it's just not necessary and like I feel like people need to stop like body checking themselves like on TikTok especially with people with younger viewers it just yeah. doesn't send the right message but mm-hmm. I do see what she's trying to do and I think it's good for some people but I don't think uh like normal like skinny 
person should be the face of like a body positivity movement you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like I was also um, talking to my best friend actually about it how some like clothing lines like they're supposed to be promoting like bad girl like she's awesome she's a baddie she's this this and that and they only show like certain types of people. Like you see like the girls with the 80 degree stomachs, you know, mm-hmm. the hourglass figure, or even like the plus size people, like they're only a certain type of plus size. Like yeah, they still they have, have big thing, you know, they still have everything. And then the, the smaller waist when there are different types of sizes of people. And that's what I love about Savage X Fenty by yeah. Rihanna. Like she shows like a plethora of sizes from girls mm-hmm. and guys. And like some of these websites are not hitting that same ballpark. Like it's, you could tell like they're only looking for like people that society will still think are beautiful or mm-hmm. you know, still like fit this, you know, mold that they've created. And yeah. then you have those other people that are like, nope, we're going to go outside of that box. Yeah, no, Rihanna's changing the game because both with Fenty Beauty and Savage Fenty, she has every shade, every from the lightest of light to the darkest of dark every body type, every hair texture, every everything. And I just think, I think people are copying her now because I remember when Fenty first came out and she dropped with like all 40 shades or whatever, all of a sudden Kim Kardashian was like, I'm coming out with more shades. And you know, like everyone else was like, oh, I'll add more shades now too. But it's like, but they should obviously. And it's just ironic that it had to come from a black woman. You know what I mean? Like we're on that topic, like, of course, it was Rihanna who did that when anyone else could have done it all these other years. Now Victoria's Secret wants to show like more different bodies on their website, but it's like, don't start. They're still not (laughs) getting it. If that makes sense. And they're just doing it to hop on what Rihanna did because it's been so well accepted and respected, I guess. And it's just frustrating because it's like, why did it take another black woman doing y'all's job when you could have done it 15 years ago? You know what I mean? It's like, They were just like, this is a trend, say less. Like, it's not a trend. We should all be included. (laughs) Yeah. They only want to include us when it uh, benefits, like, their pockets. Like, Mm -hmm. the only reason I did that is because they realized Rihanna's making money from this? Mm -hmm. Black people have skin? Black people want to put makeup on? Oh, say less. Then I'm going to get some new shades. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not hard. Like, just, I mean, they should do it. They should do it. I'm not hating on them for doing it. That's what you should have been doing, but... Yeah. yeah capitalism man anyways okay <laughs> thought, like even with during like the black lives matter movement how all of those stores were just out of nowhere oh. like black lives matter here too like mm-hmm. you should have been saying that like it should yeah. be old news <laughs> yeah it, they Not were like, that, like yeah. they were putting it on like their posters on their websites we're having a black lives matter sale like girl no yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was like y'all are doing the most so how about you guys stop for a second and let's bring some Black-owned businesses to the front. To the table. To the and go table. like that. Yeah, people like Nike and stuff. Like, tell that to the little brown kids you have working for you that you don't pay. Right. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Like, don't start with me. <laughs> don't start with me. Like, yeah. Black Lives Matter? Like, come yeah. on now. Pay your workers. God. <laughs> Anyways. Pay your workers. Kylie Jenner. All right. That's crazy. Let's start talking about just, like, stereotypes too not like beauty standard but stereotypes that are placed on black women that oh man I did an essay on this I don't know if it was my personal statement but (laughs) (laughs) but it was just how black women have to have like this stern hard like type of personality that we you know we can't be soft at some moments you know honestly wait 
I'll even start with this. Oh, <laughs> How television to. makes Black women this like sad, depressed, has to go through trials and tribulations to do everything. Tyler Perry. <laughs> they have a hard life. Um, we have this stern, you know, like personality, stone cold. You can't really tell us anything. We don't want to talk to you. When I tell you, I am the exact opposite. <laughs> Me too. She said, keep it on the phone. I, I am probably the most soft person. <laughs> I am sensitive. I, I can't go through too much right now. Like, I'll probably have a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm very caring, open to meeting new people, all of that. Like, you know, they try and make it seem like we're just always upset. Like, I'm passionate. I'm not upset. I'm just aggressive, angry. Yeah. Man, just like the stereotype of Black women just being angry. I'm like, no, we're, I'm telling you, we're the opposite. I'm pretty sure we're all living our best life. You Mm -hmm. guys are doing it with this stereotype. Yeah. And even going into like television, like, I can't wait until a show is put out there with a Black woman living in luxury, having a nice marriage, having a kid, you know. Mm -hmm doing what she loves to do like her only problem is picking out an outfit for the day like I, I don't see a woman crying about her baby daddy beating her or something like yeah. I can't. <laughs> like whenever I start that's what so often like turns me off from like black shows because it's always some sort of struggle whether you're talking about like all American on Netflix you know he came from the hood and he's a football but oh my god can you not just say the boys got a football? Or I started watching Greenleaf a few years ago. I was excited. I was like, look at these rich black people and they believe in God and look at them doing all this. And then there's murder and there's drama and the mama's crazy and the daddy's crazy and this person killed this person. I'm like, oh my God, could they not just be rich? Could they not just be rich and have fun? Is that too much to ask for? But then you can watch like Gossip Girl and then they're all white. You know, was, they're having their only problem. Is literally, their just thinking that, mm-hmm. like, their only problems are the ones they create for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, doing absolutely nothing. But like, we don't get that same type of luxury on TV. No, mm-hmm. and it's like it doesn't. Even if it's a black character in a mainly white show, they always feel the need to like add some sort of problem. You know what I mean? Like, they add in this unnecessary racism. Like, obviously, it's realistic, but for once, you could just let her have a mental health problem that doesn't have to do with the fact that her best friend just called her the n-word you know what I mean like she could just be depressed she could just be whatever but there's always this underlying like racism or something behind it like even even just going into television and movies like with just like what we've always been seeing I kind of am tired of seeing slavery movies Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know about y'all but I think I feel like I've learned enough (laughs) from these movies I think they're just trying to be like so woke and it's like honey you (laughs) I could probably I can't even count on my hand how many slavery movies out there like created like in the past 10 years like Mm -hmm. I just want to see black happiness like Mm -hmm. pushed out there like Miss Marseille Martin her movie literally like I love that I love her she's so I love her she's so cute um and sorry sorry I just got excited go ahead and can we talk about the acting it's a little too good I don't I don't really wait 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 this makes me uncomfortable also 
Most of it is fake. It, they're going to make a slave movie and like not even make it real. Like, mm-hmm. and they're going to make the white savior. I oh hate white savior movies. I am mm-hmm. so sick of that. I'm like, it's okay to make these white people uncomfortable. In yeah. If they want to go to the show and see it, they can be uncomfortable. Right. Like, why? Because I'm uncomfortable watching it. But you telling me that NASA let him free because he felt that he needed it. Right. NASA did that. That did not happen. <laughs> That did not happen. You know how long oh, slavery lasted? Do you think that ever happened? Mm-hmm. Maybe once. Maybe. It was like maybe. the Harriet Tubman movie. They tried to make it seem like all those white people were, you know, pro Harriet Tubman. I was like, what? No, no I read the history, but we didn't read her memoirs or nothing. You didn't think we were people. You think they're going to be like, oh, yes? No, no, no. no. That, that's also terrible. And it's yeah. always white writers. I'm like, come on. Oh yeah, I I hate when we're going through like the credits, and you see like ninety percent white names, mm-hmm. and then like even the black names you see, they're not like the top tier people, like the head of everything. Yeah. And it's like, so I already know, like, oh, okay, so that's why that movie looks like that. You mm-hmm. know. I think another thing with stereotypes that's important to talk about is we were talking about this the other day, how we feed into these stereotypes, especially on social media. Uh, we saw this TikTok the other oh, day. Gosh. And there was this black girl. She was like 16 from Alabama. Her hair was a little fried. You know, it happens. It didn't to all look of that us. bad. It didn't look She was bad. also 15, so it was just a little puffy. Yeah. You know, it's okay. And so all these black girls were in her comments like, oh, your black heart's revoked. And oh, you don't know how to do your hair. And oh, the white people got to her. She was singing a little country song. First of all, Country, country can go a little hard sometimes. So she was minding her business and then they just started. Minding her business. And it was bad. Like was you should awful. have seen these comments. Like they were like I feel so bad for her because she's just 15. She's just trying to sing. Baby, if I was from Alabama, I would learn to adapt too. Because Alabama, that's, a, that's a crazy state. That's a crazy state. And you have to. And so it's yeah, like, I'm like, sometimes it's just on survival. You exactly. Know? And it's never know how smart that girl is. Powerful. She wasn't saying, I love Trump. She, was, she wasn't doing all that. She was just sitting there singing her little country song. And these all these black girls in her comments were absolutely coming for her neck. Like she could not breathe because of the way these people were coming for her. And I think we have to do better as a whole to like not bring each other down like that. Like there was no reason for everyone to be in her comments hating on her over a country song you know what i mean and I think, protecting black women and it's not just for everybody else coming to protect black women it should be like starting from black women like because mm-hmm. i remember in the summer when we were you know on twitter just going crazy for protect black women because black women were still being overlooked mm-hmm. and i just remember someone was like black women are the only ones protecting black women right now and i was like no actually we're not because <laughs> you you can go in there every day and you can see another black woman tearing another one down just because mm-hmm. how they look how what they like or what they dislike and it's it's disgusting because it's like you're playing into this societal like standard like mm-hmm. th- if you don't act or look a certain way then you're not going to be like accepted and it's disgusting that it's coming from other black women towards black women like you should be yeah. the one loving and caring for them if they're going to be doing this especially if they're minding their business. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you like going on about like somebody for doing a certain type of thing or wearing a certain type of clothing or not liking a certain type of person because they're a black woman and then going at like, it just defeats the purpose. And then you'll see that those women are the same people that have the bio that says protect black women, 
Mm -hmm. I love everybody. I respect everybody. I treat everybody, you know, the same and love them and care for them. And I'm like, sis, where was this energy when you were just going on (laughs) wearing that? (laughs) And I think, yeah, just going off of that, I think it's so important, regardless of religion, political beliefs, all of that, because that reminded me of when, it's fine, I can't hear. That reminded me of um, this thing I saw when Candace Owens, you know her, she's crazy girl. Um, she was saying all that stuff about Harry Styles, manly men don't wear dresses or, you know, whatever she was saying. And then Noah Cyrus called her a nappy headed hoe. And so it's just like, did you not see that? I remember Noah's like comment, but I didn't know who it was towards. Yeah, it was towards Candace Owens and she was like this nappy headed hoe. And it's just like, I feel like when we tear each other down because of political beliefs, religion, blah, blah, blah. It gives white people, these white liberals, they feel like they can do it too. They feel like they can go and call Candace a, don't call Candace a nappy-headed hoe. Is she being crazy sometimes? Yeah. Do I agree with anything she says? No. But the default insult is not racism. Right. Like, that's not where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when it wasn't a race issue. Not that it should yeah. ever be acceptable, but she was just being, what is that, sexist? Ignorant. Yeah, ignorant. <laughs> Like, call her ignorant. Mm-hmm. Don't be like... And white liberals don't even get me started. Like, they get too comfortable. Wait, like, I see them in TikTok. Especially with AV. Oh, yeah. I was going to say... I was going to say with using I'd be like, why are you calling me sis? We're not sisters. I know you do not use that in your like you are daily my life. Come on now. I remember. Hold up. It was like a thing t- um, trending on Twitter. It was like earlier this year with someone for like their um their personal statement. Like they had put a you know they put the you know I can't I can never remember the acronym. It's A A V E. Yeah. Yeah. A A V E. They put it inside of their um their personal statement. And they got into this top tier college because they were speaking about how like they can use it and how they're using it and how it promotes like, you know, change in, you know, classrooms. A white person did (laughs) And they got into like the school and I was sitting there confused because I'm like. If I wrote my personal statement in AAVE, that is an immediate reject list. (laughs) Like you, like if if I'm a black person applying to Yale Mm -hmm. University, and I put in there, sis, or, oh my God, it's the this for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I did that, they'll look at me like I'm insane. Mm-hmm. But this white person did it and then made it like so poetic, they mm-hmm. got in. And then right. if you even read it, it wasn't like, I'm not even going to say like it wasn't top tier, but it wasn't even like worse. It wasn't even right. that. It wasn't even all that. Oh They're God. like, oh my gosh, they said something about race. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we got to post it too, just to make sure. And have you yeah. seen the one about the... I think just allies in general are too comfortable because you see the one, I think, I don't know, but the kid wasn't black and he wrote his um, personal statement. All it was, I don't know what the word cap was. Let's say it was 500 or 2000 words. Black Lives Matter. That's all he wrote over and over over again. Got into, I'm pretty sure he got into Stanford and some other top tier squads. Like if that's all it took for me to get into Stanford, especially since um, what's it called? Test scores aren't needed this year. I could be a Stanford right now. If I knew that's all it took. She said F Howard. <laughs> Man, <laughs> no, Howard was the one. Where is Howard? My bad. <laughs> if I knew it was that easy, 
no yeah you know what i mean the like bar is the low. bar is so low for these yeah. people it was even like during the whole black lives matter movement this summer when all those um influencers changed their you know obvious oh. to you know black lives matter mm-hmm. like the posters and stuff or they went out and took pictures while at the protest <gasps> madison beer on her car oh <laughs> my god people were like oh my god they're so for us and it was people not black like saying like oh man this is totally it you guys are amazing you guys are for the call i'm like how are you telling them they're for the call right. Uh-uh. When you're not the call. <laughs> and <laughs> even start off with it, the bar was so low when I would say like those TikTokers, they, you know, they were doing their Black Lives Matter TikToks like to dances and stuff, or you know, even putting like the, they could they put the link in their bio, you know. I'm like, oh, that's so amazing. But at the same time, saying they're like a Black Lives Matter advocate and they're yeah. gonna do any and everything else. But when it was time for us versus Trump. <laughs> It was like a quiet silence. It was just like the, <laughs> the pit profile pictures were enough. The putting the link in my bio was enough. Or mm-hmm. Posting my picture was enough. Like they just like stopped. They did the bare minimum and people yeah. accepted it. And it was so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Just enough to not get canceled, but not enough to do anything. Yeah, yeah you know? <laughs> yeah. Casual, casual white people. That's yeah. what they do best. But yeah, I think that. Who, you know, got kicked off of vh1 for saying what did he say he said something about he said that black people were like the real chosen people like it had something to do with jewish people but i think he was mainly just trying to talk about geography and everyone was like anti-semite and i was like "Mm, i don't know because i'm not jewish so i don't know how that would make me feel hearing it you know what i mean um but i also think that just from like an outsider backed up perspective I personally just really feel like he was talking about more geography and ancestry you know like if we trace our ancestry back we can trace it back to Israel yeah something like that I'm pretty sure he was historically correct and I don't know why everyone got so mad about it Mm -hmm. I'm like he he's right he didn't I I don't even remember what it was but I was like right right i just remember that day that like it like was announced that he was kicked off vh1 i was like are you serious right now Mm -hmm. okay because if it was the white person that said the exact same thing but towards black people i'm pretty sure he wouldn't be kicked off of he wouldn't be kicked off of a station that needs his show because let me tell you wild and out was keeping that 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 television network alive i didn't even know about vh1 before wild and out no yeah like what else is even exactly like what else y'all i kind of don't even know what else is on there i think like love and hip-hop i think love and hip-hop i don't even know for sure but i don't want to you know it's okay we're here for you nick (laughs) that part (laughs) okay um yeah um i just think no we already said that (laughs) So then how do you think that as Black women, as Black people, that we can support and uplift each other? Like, what do you think? Um, I mean, just, you know, the basics of just, you know, not getting into other people's business. Let's let's be there. (laughs) Um, And I feel like when someone does something that we don't agree with, it doesn't have to automatically be a big 
thing like we need to like cancel them or you know bash them for having different beliefs that doesn't like if it doesn't disrespect you or it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable in like a serious way like it's okay like to not you know what is the word agree with each other that may make make you feel uncomfortable even though I don't know so it to certain levels it does but if they're not doing anything that like personally comes for you or makes you feel as though you're not wanted or if you're being not being targeted I feel like you shouldn't get into anyone's business or try and come for them or cancel also just protecting each other you know because honestly if we want to be very honest black people are all that we have because we can't really outside of us like you have a couple of people that love us and you know respect us but that's a very slim number Mm -hmm. and just being there for each other you know supporting one another like our businesses, you know, supporting mm-hmm. our passions, our dreams, not telling, not bashing young children at a black age, like not at a black age. Come on. <laughs> Wait. Sometimes I can't grammar and sometimes it's I can't okay. English. But, <laughs> but just like younger black kids, not bashing them or telling them they talk white or telling them they can't do this. They can't do that. Like not limiting them because sometimes we find ourselves as, you know, just not me, not us, not us, but you sometimes have adults that limit black children in order to like make them fit the, not the plane. Can y'all hear the plane? Mm-hmm. Girl, there's a plane right here too. Maybe it's our wow. plane. Look at us. But just like limit, stop limiting black kids and stop limiting black people in, as a general like whole. So I would definitely say that. And also, I don't know, like for me personally, I feel as though my support system, my black support system really did help me with just like branching out and becoming a better myself, like better self, you know, just making me feel like I'm more confident and stuff. And yeah, just being there for one another, being a shoulder to lean on. Oh, yeah. Oh, love it. (laughs) I definitely agree. I just think it's so important right now. Like we're really all we have, you know, at the end of the day, people say there are allies, there are this, there are that, but so far from my experience I haven't really seen that you know they'll they'll talk all their mess they'll say that they're here but at the end of the day we all kind of go our own ways so I just think it's like you said so important to uplift each other and I feel like obviously right now we're we're separated there's a pandemic we can't be together and physically lean on each other but it's so easy if you see someone with a business retweet their post repost their post you know what I mean like it takes one second but that one second little deed you just did could really help them and I just think it's important to realize that and work with that because we're all we have are you okay I just bit myself okay (laughs) I I have one that really grinds my gears Mm -hmm. the colorism yeah in our community is insane and insane and I know it started with like, I know everything stems from the white people and their racism and their slavery and their redlining and their and their, you know what I mean? But it's just not an excuse anymore. Like, like you were saying, like dark skinned women are treated so terribly. You need to look like Zendaya in order to be pretty. You need, you can't find a relationship if you're dark skin but you can so easily and you're fetishized if you're light skin like it doesn't make any sense like you see a lot of black men or like literally anyone literally calling us like roaches like calling us dirty like 
because we have dark skin because we're crafted from the hands of God like how does that make any sense like I just don't understand how they talk about black women like we are objects still like we are literal people we don't do anything wrong like Mm -hmm. if if we're loud okay right if we're if we're disrespectful because you're disrespectful towards us okay Okay. (laughs) like whose fault is that like the reason that we are like painted in such a terrible light by ourselves obviously completely by white people but it's just like it's it's a beauty standard again like you want to have the culture you want to have the fun you want to have the like independentness but you don't want the people that it comes from definitely I I also feel like black women dark-skinned black women are not seen as like a luxury like to people if if that makes sense I'm gonna elaborate so I feel as though in the past they felt as though like once you make like I think they've been like feeding this into men like once you make a certain amount of money or once you get a certain type of level in life like you need a lighter woman. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's not that case. <laughs> it's not that case at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also where people stem into like those men that are in high, you know, levels of financial, you know, whatever. Like they're at, they make it millions and billions that they usually don't go for the darker skinned women because they don't feel as though those women are the high standard or something that they need under their belt like they you know mm-hmm. they don't see women as like black women as this prize okay. wow mm-hmm. we are pretty much the whole the prize right. <laughs> so I definitely I definitely understand like how that how that is in our society and it's so disgusting again I keep using the word disgusting because it is it's mm-hmm. and I just feel as though like that shouldn't be the case I mean I don't even like the preference thing because I think that's not it's not a preference it's just not your colorist and go you know what I mean like what do you prefer in a lighter woman than in a darker woman like does she look pretty standing next to you or something yeah. like because if you go if you like ask them the questions it just roots down to I think they're more pretty which is yeah. not yeah, it's always you know, the I can understand, like I understand some people like oh I only grew up around a certain shade and I'm like well branch out of that <laughs> like right. I'm pretty sure you've gone into different spaces where you've seen all shades and all types of races of different women so yeah yeah I didn't realize I, social media didn't exist right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize you were the only person that didn't use it mm-hmm. like yeah because when I look when I like a guy you know when I'm like looking at him like oh he's mm-hmm. cute I gotta see who he follows if mm-hmm. I see light skin and Hispanic and white girls, I'm not gonna go any farther because I'm telling you, like, you can find a darker girl on social media that you thought was beautiful that you, you can find from. one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's not adding up. <laughs> or you could like, um, you wouldn't even like lighter skin woman. You know, it's fine, but not, not really fine. But it's fine. But you don't have to bring down dark mm-hmm. skin women. Oh, that's yeah. another thing. Not so like, that's the scary. problem. Like, like what you like. But to tell me I'm not pretty or I'm too thin. Just because you don't bad. like me. That's okay. not the problem. Yeah. Just then it'd be worse yeah. when it's like, I wouldn't even come near you. But <laughs> <laughs> I think the only time I've seen the preference example used properly is it was this white guy and he was like I prefer black women because I enjoy talking about sociology 
and politics and they seem to have more of an opinion and passion about it than most white people I've met. And I was like, that is literally preference because you prefer to talk about something with someone and this group of women can talk to you about it. You know what I mean? Like that's what preference is. But you saying you prefer a light-skinned woman, like if one man could explain to me the the preference of a light-skinned woman and a dark-skinned woman, I think I might be amazed if it were like an actual argument Argument. because there is not one like does that mean I've seen I've asked like a couple of people on social media and like women you know they explain like I've grown I've grown up around like certain types of shades or Mm -hmm. I've had a traumatic experience with one shade like you know a traumatic experience that can like like you know mess Mm -hmm. you up a little bit with like one type of person and like sometimes you have like PTSD from that and you go like other different people and you know I I've you know opened my eyes to that I was like okay that you know that might be a real thing I mean I yeah. haven't experienced it I don't know for sure but um just going off of like the reasoning but like every time you ask a man it's like oh I just think they're cuter or oh mm-hmm. I just think they're more classy or more this more that I'm like honey let me tell you huh, I met some classy black dark-skinned women <laughs> that wouldn't want you so no, literally wouldn't breathe your air yeah even if you know, the only air left <laughs> die. No. like i like i would prefer to date black men obviously i have a boyfriend but like i would prefer to date black men be- but because every other race hates us and because <laughs> i find it easier to talk to a black person about black issues because i don't bad. have to explain everything like yeah. And the culture is the same. Everything's the same. And there's no problem with that coming from someone like me. But if you have no culture, like if you're just white, then what is, where is... What's your argument? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a valid thing. I saw that also, like, trending, like, women, which one do you prefer? Like, Black women? I'm definitely, I definitely see myself with just a Black man. I mean, me coming to an HBCU and seeing that, like, the mindsets are different and you know, just, you know, just how people are raised differently. Like you're yeah. raised in this whole different type of bubble than I'm raised. I'd rather have somebody that's raised in this bubble with me. Yeah. Like, so again, like you said, like, I don't have to explain anything from scratch, like what's happening to me or how you could say something could offend me, but like a black man would already know that's going to offend me. So he's not going to say mm-hmm. it. You know? like, like my hair. Like, um, this yeah. is my hair. <laughs> yeah. Like I would obviously, I think other I think all races are attractive and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think they oh, can be yeah. great people. If I find someone, I'd be like, oh, I like you. I would like them and I don't put them down, but it's just like, it's just, it's just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> product that, that's of, really literally a product of racism. Like <laughs> this, this is a product of racism because I'm not trying to be hate crimes in my personal relationships. But I also oh. think it can go both ways because all the black guys I grew up around they treated me like shit. No, they yeah. would make fun of me all the time at school, make fun of my hair, make fun of my shoes. And it's like they knew because they had sisters, you know what I mean? So they yeah. they knew why my hair was like that. They knew why I dressed the way I did. They knew my mom like what buttons to push. Exactly. So they were doing it intentionally. So all of a sudden I'm like, I don't think I find you guys too attractive. Just because all I've ever gotten from them was bash. So it's like I'll date a black man. I'll date any color man because I don't care. Like I'm attracted, like Marley said, I'm attracted to all people. But at the end of the day, right now, from the men that I've met, I don't necessarily find it easier to date a black man, you know? Like I didn't, my dad wasn't around. So I'm not like, he wasn't a role model for like the man I'm looking for, if that makes sense. 
So I think it goes both ways in the sense that it's like, what do you, based on your experiences, I think that changes what you look at a lot. And I think that can affect your preference, but someone's skin color is not preference. Like it's so easy, like two people just explained why they like what they like (laughs) without being like, and I hate these people because they're so dirty. It's not hard. Like, I always, like, thought of it this way. I feel like preference is something you can pick from not seeing the person at all. Like, if, because if you think about it, say, for instance, you're really digging this girl, not knowing what she looks like, nothing, like, not knowing her, you know, anything. And you see her, and then you see her skin tone, and then that's when you're like, oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> but, like, what was the re? It was just the skin. Like, what, what was the reason? <laughs> so I feel like preference, that's why I'm, like, really going towards why I just don't agree with it, because, I mean... You can love this girl. You can dig her while she's eat low. She's giving you everything. And then like her skin tone, like just affects Apple the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Mad. That's weird. <laughs> That's suspicious. That's weird. <laughs> no, actually. For though. sure. Okay. Um, let's see. In this time, let me. In this pandemic loving time, I think it has definitely shown the disparities between a lot of groups of people, whether that be class, race, uh, sexual orientation, everything. Um, But I think it has especially affected black and brown people, um, mostly because of, you know, the job cuts, like we are the ones that are getting job cuts. I saw this thing um, that was like, this company lost like 1600 jobs or whatever, but all of them were black and brown people, black and brown women anyways. Like, and I think just like the class system, how we are made to have less money. So we're going to be put at a disadvantage anyways. And we are made to be in gross areas, you know, like geographical racism. We're made to be put in these areas where we also like can't afford to not like go to work. We can't afford to not wear a mask. I don't know. That part. Yeah. I was I was like seeing all of that like unfolding when you know the pandemic started. And it's it's kind of sad, especially when you see these rich white people who are making these, hey, stay at at home wear a mask all of this and they're like doing all of this yet they're still in the comfort of their million dollar home where they don't have they can do their job from their house they don't have to worry about getting cut or anything and you have these black and brown people who have to go on like the front line and do just about everything under the sun and still be exposed to this yet we're also the main like people that have the virus and mm-hmm. we're easy, like it's easy for us to catch it and yeah, we're not getting like the same exact like levels of protection that these other people are getting. And I remember, I forgot which two celebrities were on Instagram live and they were like, oh my God, it is people that like still have to go to work during all of this. I was like, duh, yeah. <laughs> how do you think you're still like how the country is still running? Like yeah. it, there has to be people that have to go out there. And it just so happens that all of those people well not all of them but most of those people are black and brown or but all of them are people that are in the lower class yeah really backwards (laughs) yeah no something I also found frustrating is like all of my like white friends 
they're all at these parties. They all got to go back to school. Their oh parents, their parents don't care if they're working or not. Their parents are moving across the country and doing this and that and whatever. And they're just going on like life is normal, you know? And I understand that you have to find some sense of like normalcy and happiness because this is, this is a dark time for everyone. You know, I feel like everyone's lost someone, been affected by this. It doesn't matter if you're filthy rich, you, you could have lost someone, you know? And I understand that, but it's so frustrating to see like the, the kids of these people we were just talking about who just sit at home and, oh, there's people who are still going to work. Like their kids are the people spreading the virus more. You know what I mean? They have no regard for human life. They have no regard for the workers at their schools who have to be there, the, the janitorial staff who has to be there, most likely only brown people. You know what I mean? They just, they don't care about this stuff. Man, it was those influencers that did the other people. Oh, wait, I didn't hear you. It was like the end end part. I didn't hear. No, I was just saying it's just frustrating how they're going out and like literally ruining other people's lives and and they don't care. They don't care at all. And they want to say, I'm pro-life or I'm pro-this or all lives matter. You're killing people. You are actively killing people. Well, don't get me started on that all lives matter group they're out here all lives matter not wearing a mask how the hell does that make any sense right how the hell does that make any sense right. like, and they're so like they're scared of everything except the virus no it was the people that were like i'm not taking the vaccine i don't know what's in the vaccine not wearing a mask outside yeah like, and why are so you're like about- okay corona but no virus but like no like you know i was like that's weird <laughs> that's suspicious that's weird. <laughs> So with the vaccine, you know, who was getting the vaccine last? No, I'm not even like in America, but who do you think it is? Mm. Africa. Though like literally Africa will get it like what two years from now? Yeah, they were I talking about some 2023. I was like, that is so disgusting. I'm like, and we take everyone takes, not just we, everyone takes every resources the Africa because oh, wait, pause. Okay. Because because we take not just we but everyone takes everything from africa because it's the richest con- con- like continent there is almost a country oh my yeah. god don't cancel it's the motherland <laughs> it is the motherland and it was so like terrible that some of these influencers in like the beginning they were traveling to africa they were traveling all across the world after they were just partying going everywhere under the sun right. like spreading this virus and then oh, when I they know. it was one tiktoker that went to africa and was so shocked that people were like no we have yeah. to continue in this room i was like girl they're trying to protect their people <laughs> like yeah. they can't afford to have anybody just sick roaming around like you know yeah. getting anybody like you know infected mm-hmm. i saw this one um article this little influencer couple of people they went to it, it was an island in the Caribbean I forgot which one and they were told Bahamas. oh mm-hmm, they were told quarantine for two weeks we don't want people getting sick and then you can go out enjoy our food enjoy our beaches enjoy our whatever so both of them went out on the beach they were jet skiing they're having fun and they had their wristband that said you know they hadn't been quarantined for two weeks so they both went to jail and now their families are like why would you put my kids in jail and blah, blah, blah. And cause the Bahamian police were like, we're not letting them out. Like yeah. we're going to make an example out of these people because why the hell are they coming here getting all of us sick? And especially in these like third world countries, why yeah. are you going and making it worse for them? You know what I mean? They, they, they're on why? the list of countries 
that is not getting the vaccine until 2022, 2023. They can't afford to have your rich white ass come in and ruin things for people. Yeah. Like their, their country depends on everyone. Everyone has to work, everyone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And tourism is already a huge part of their profit margin. And now they don't have that because there's a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I just hate white people. <laughs> I just forget. Well, you know, that was a great way to end. <laughs> I it. Beautiful. I love to see it. What okay. a powerful ending. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Um, thanks for taking time out of your day. Subscribe, follow us on Instagram. And you want to plug yourself? Oh <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> So um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Armani, A-R-M-A-N-I-N-A-J-A-E. So you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, as well as follow my, you know, platforms, sending and chatting on Instagram and Twitter at S-I-T-T-I-N-X-C-H-A-T-T-I-N. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Armani. Thank you. This is my first podcast, so I'm kind of like so fun. You did great. No, you killed it. So what? Oh, okay. So stay safe in these streets. Thank you for listening. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.